Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Now, Jordan. Yeah. You recently switched from coffee mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to green tea. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's very, um, very perceptive of you. Now, um, <laughs> I know that the yeah. primary effect mm. of the green tea, as you described it last week on the program, mm. was that it made you more smug. Oh, sure. Mm. You now mm-hmm. seem mm. somewhat more relaxed. Well, um, just to catch you up, uh-huh. I, um, I've switched again. Oh, really? It's not green tea that I'm drinking. It's herbal tea. Oh, wow. And with that switch comes a whole new me. Really? Yeah. It's um, sort of more like a, a, a yogurt commercial, yeah. you. Well, um, here. Like sitting cross-legged in I front can, of a white background. I think I can, about... I think I can sum it up in one interaction. Just uh-huh. uh, do, do me a favor. Tell me some... Tell me some, like, mildly good news. Nothing, like, earth-shattering, but just, like, you know, you've, you found a great parking space or, um, sure. you know, something like that. Sure. Okay. Jordan, I mm-hmm. had the most wonderful halibut yesterday. Ooh, uh, could just be on to backtrack a little bit. Okay. Um, no food. Oh, no food Yeah, stuff. so just got to be something kind of logistical. It's got to be different. Uh, you got a great, oh, sure. you gotta I, have a great uh, deal on paper towels or something like that. So okay. just go ahead. Great. Okay, mm, okay go ahead. So, but no food stuff. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son got a great part in the school play. Mm, yummy. <laughs> Ooh, yummy. Ooh. Oh, yummy. Mm. Oh. Do you want a long hug? Do you want a long hug with a sharp inhale before? <laughs> this is my new vibe. This is the new me. I don't date anymore. I take lovers. Uh-huh. I'll be taking a lover. <sighs> Auditions are open for spring lovers. <laughs> Ooh. Sign-ups at my P.O. box. <laughs> Yummy. Jordan, I Do you can't, like this? I can't. <laughs> do you want to do this for the whole show? I can't help but notice that you've got both of your hands on that oversized mm. mug. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it, <laughs> it's a big part of my new vibe is how I drink the tea. Do you want to just go ahead and describe it for people? Yeah, well, you've got both hands. You've got your hands interlaced on your mm. oversized mug. You're breathing. You're inhaling more than drinking it. Mm. You're just enjoying sort of the warmth mm. of the cup. Yummy. <laughs> I won't keep this up. <laughs> okay. I think we've come to the end. Yeah. Well, uh, our like... producer is Brian Sunny. <laughs> our guest has been Dana Gould. <laughs> Thanks, Dana. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, our guest on this week's program uh, is the host of the Dana Gould Hour podcast. Uh, he is a legendary stand-up comic and comedy writer. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's wearing... currently making the jack-off motion. <laughs> he looks... Yummy. Yummy. Mm. He's, got a, he's got a salt and pepper beard, Jordan. I'm not going to tell you a lie. Yeah. 
He looks very he looks handsome. Fucking more great. salt, more salt looks, than pepper. The guy looks very <laughs> handsome in his salt and pepper beard. He looks like a a very uh, worldly and interesting man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, that's my, the illusion. Yeah, <laughs> my dad always said, "Less, more salt, less pepper." You're less likely to sneeze. Then mm. oh. he died the following week. Wow, the wow. next week. Yeah. The beard gives me the illusion of a jawline. <laughs> uh, but I was admiring. Hey, your hey, tea thumbs up. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is just your yours. A you have a mighty beard. I just have. I've got kind of a topiary. Yeah, you've got. I've got the. I've got the Riker. I've got the season two Riker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you have the little bighorn. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. The, the character that you're doing, I'm assuming, is a character. The other yeah. Jordan. That was everyone. <laughs> That's what we call him. We yeah. used to do that because I went Jordan to, two, and I'm Jordan Prime. I went to the University of Massachusetts. Yes. And at Amherst, and that was everyone at Amherst. Is, um, People that have never uh, seen uh, conditioner uh, <laughs> holding a holding a mug with two hands. Mm. 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 Yeah, and it, and then the voice was basically Sally Kellerman doing a salad dressing commercial. It was a Hidden Valley Ranch has created a new <laughs> sauce. Mm. I've just had some mung tea. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it makes you conservative. It makes you want to be conservative. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dan, I see you have a you have a coffee related T shirt on. Are you I'm, a big coffee guy? I'm I guess a I don't know. Vicious that about coffee drink. It's actually my only uh, sort of vice. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I've, I don't. Uh, I don't drink. I have like a, about a beer a week, and I've never. I've, I, I just never picked it up. You what know? about envy? Oh, oh no! That I'm, I'm okay. riddled with envy. I'm, okay. I'm more envy than man. <laughs> but, uh, but in terms of like drinking and drugs and stuff, like I just, it's really just for me. It's just coffee, and it's, it's, uh, I'm not effing around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, trying to kick it. Why? Um, that was what I thought when I heard that. Yeah, Why? I, uh, I've been sleeping weird. Oh, and, well, I can relate to that. Uh, and in the middle of the day, I'll get mad for no reason. Oh, no, you're just Irish. Oh, <laughs> could, could be. <laughs> that has nothing to do with caffeine. <laughs> yeah, I that's... can ascribe to both of those things. But I get. I, but uh, I don't know if not having coffee would help. Sugar, getting rid of sugar helped me a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With what? Just m- mood and I lost... Uh, a little bit of weight, and I felt better about myself. And if you don't have it, you don't crave it. And if you have it, you want it. Um, like sex mm-hmm. or love, mm-hmm. I keep those very separate. Or conditioner. Right. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I really, I l- literally do like. I have a automatic coffee maker, and I wake up. I have to get up very early every morning, uh, and it's there in the kitchen, and I'm like, oh, you. <laughs> you're did. still here and you the... made this for me I was still asleep when you came on and the coffee maker's wearing one of your dress shirts yeah it's like <laughs> an oversized I found this shirt. in your closet you look great in it <laughs> thanks I've got to go to work sure I, I you know and I think if I, I could never leave my wife what <laughs> nothing <laughs> you're not pregnant are you you're on the pill right <laughs> I think my I think maybe if I did more home coffeeing I would be better um, and I've talked about this on the show before but it is the unpredictability of modern coffee that I just feel like I cannot fuck with anymore you also are famous you are deep thank you <laughs> <laughs> our producer full stop <laughs> I am famous you have, <laughs> you have long been committed yeah I mean we're in like uh 
the age of the like fourth wave coffee shop or something. Sure. Someone was telling me about this when I was in. Here's a surprise, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> really? An yeah. intricate coffee discussion, you yeah. say? Uh, but you, Last I... time I was in Portland, Oregon, I saw a bicycle with a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Having a discussion about the economy of coffee. Yeah, going to a vintage hardware store. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think that you have all, you are the friend of mine as a non-coffee drinker who mm-hmm. most conspicuously is committed to any coffee in the world mm-hmm. rather than a special kind of coffee. Yeah. Like my wife has at various times been a real coffee fiend. Mm-hmm. And in those times, uh, perhaps because she was a barista as a teenager, she has gotten deeply further and further, further down the rabbit hole of trying to brew the perfect cup. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I understand that. I understand that. I don't really like instant coffee offends me. <laughs> but outside of that, I'll just I'll just drink some coffee. Yeah, I mean, Jordan, you almost take pride, in, at least in, as I've known you, mm-hmm. in drinking whatever coffee is there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I bought some here. Uh, I bought some beans that were too dark. I like a nice medium blend. Mm-hmm. And I bought some beans that it, it said Mexicans. So I thought, oh, good. This is a good blend. And it's really dark. And I can't decide if I just drink through it <laughs> or I chuck them. A man brings a man who roasts it, the coffee himself. <laughs> then I grind my own beans. Sends me an you know email once a week. My wife and I order beans from him, and he brings them to our house and puts them in our mailbox. Holy Lord! Here's he a- made an exception wow. to his to the circle the the circle that he the radius. delivers have you met, to have his you met radius. Him? Yeah, he's a very nice okay. man. He looks like a little bit like Jay Maskus. Okay, from Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> yeah. But there is a shot, shot. Yeah, because yeah. I remember like we we had a milkman when I was a kid. Oh wow! Uh, in Massachusetts, they would you know you'd leave the order out, and you had a tin box on your porch, and they would leave a milk. Or, or orange juice, and we could like, can we get chocolate milk this week? And um, and they'd put it in. This is early 70s. And uh, it, it, it is something in the culture that's left is that a stranger would leave some liquid on your porch the night before, <laughs> and the next day you'd drink it. Yeah. <laughs> the, co- the coffee man for a time, he will also allow you to order coffee from him and then pick it up during his office hours. <laughs> So yeah. he, he keeps office hours, and for a time he was offering that your coffee was free if you could beat him at ping pong. Oh, God. <laughs> when there you is, stopped oh, by during his office hours. I was, there is a coffee place that I went to and uh, it, where they it, – it's literally like Dr. Frankenstein's lab where they have the – you know the arm dripping into the like you can't just get a cup of coffee. Then. Right, it's at all the graduated yeah. cylinder. Yeah, yeah. A little and drop I do. Dry I, ice I feel like everything. Jack Webb making fun of hippies, but I'm like, dude, it's, <laughs> it's a dude, it's a cup of coffee. It's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, what area of the globe would you like your beans? For? I don't know the brown coffee. I like brown <laughs> coffee. I, you know, I, I will, I will correct you a little bit. I do actually have a preference. Um, there's this great Hyundai dealership by my house, uh-huh. and I just go in every morning. I pretend I'm interested in a yep. Hyundai. Get myself a little styrofoam cup, and then I start my day. You've uh-huh. test-driven so many Elantras. I've, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a day killer, uh-huh. yeah. um, but you got to be interested or else they won't. Uh, yeah, car dealership coffee is among the worst coffee in the world. Yeah. In the way that – and I don't know what – it's 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 kind of just as easy to make good coffee. Sure. Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> that is. You know, it's like why is the saddest music always playing in a laundromat? <laughs> yeah. You know, why is why is Sirius XM's watercolors on? <laughs> Put on the Go Go's. We're all trapped here. Can't we? Greatest hits is available to you. <laughs> yeah. Is there something to watercolors? Maybe your maybe you are more likely to buy the car if you have to shit. <laughs> you are like if you if you have a little of the yeah. coffee and it gives you the shit, like, I got to get yeah. out of here. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, sure, exactly. LX package, you'll say. <laughs> I want the undercoating. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have some myself if I don't get out of here. Which is what I call taking a shit, dropping off the old LX package. I can understand that. I mean, there is a moment. I, I would think that it would be like a negotiation tactic. Mm. Like I, I when I bought my last car, it was the first new car I'd ever bought, and I used one of those apps to get a price. And then I went to test drive it at the at the one that was near my house, mm-hmm. and I went and test drive. I, I went and test drove it, and I was like, "Well, this is actually the color I want and the features I want. Um, if you'll match this price, I'll just buy it from you." Uh, because I had this great salesman named Patrick, who at one point I asked him a question, and he went, "What was that?" I'm sorry, I, I was spacing out. <laughs> I was like, "This is the greatest car yeah. salesman ever." Yeah. <laughs> What's the opposite of the hard sell? Uh, and so anyway, Patrick, you know, it's one of those things where we, we he goes into his guy, you know, he's like, oh, I got to go talk to my yeah. boss. And, and he's back. not talking to his boss. He's just going in the back. Exactly. 100, 2, 100, 3, 100, 4, 100. <laughs> exactly. uh, Here's what I can do. Otherwise, they get they get my kid in a bag. And yeah. They're holding him <laughs> over some water. And he came out and, and he asked for like $200 more than uh, what the app had said. Yeah. So that he could, like, win. Yeah, exactly. And I was so excited about the t- the that uh, You've 40 completed minutes, the negotiation. That 40 minutes earlier, he had said that thing about how he was just spacing out yeah. when mm. I asked him a question, uh, that I, I just wanted him to be happy and have the $200. Yeah. But I could see having to shit serving the same yeah. per- facilitative purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He comes back and asks for an extra $200 knowing you really got to hit the head. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, and they the, add something the, like, sorry, I was just in the back watching this video of these logs coming down a sluice chute and <laughs> splashing into this river. It's just one after the other after the other. They couldn't stop them. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. Those, those want to move. They want to move. <laughs> I love to flume. <laughs> Restrooms for customers only, it says. Yeah. So then yeah. they, they won't give you up the code unless you buy the car. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Dana, you were, a, I, if I remember... The one car thing I know about you is that you were a Volvo guy for a long time. I still Are have that still car. A, really? I still have that car. Yeah, my ninety-two. I have a ninety-two Volvo two hundred and forty. It's a tank. Um, uh, I have I I have it in my garage till I drive a a Prius around. Uh, well, if you need decide to get a new Volvo, can I recommend? Patrick, <laughs> is, is that what you got? It's a Volvo man, baby. I no, I'm not getting rid of that. I mean, I really love this car, and I had it for years. And I think the only reason I stopped driving it was. Uh, the air conditioning broke, and my kids refused to get in it. <laughs> so I, like, right, I just, I just bought a, a Prius. I'm not a, I'm not like a car guy. But you, but you're, you're committed to keeping it with you forever. I, yeah. I Does mean, it I, have like air in the tires? No, it has air in the tires. It's under a cover, and uh, it has some work that needs to be done. I, I have like there's some trim parts that needs. I have them. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, ready to put it on if I ever want to just juice it up. This is when it becomes a lifestyle is when you have a supply of things to be attached to the car that have not yet been attached. To yeah, them. I've got two of I got two pieces of uh, of uh, two trim 
pieces of trim that are in the but it's a Volvo. It's not like a you know. And I did buy a 1965 Ambassador station wagon. Wow! And uh, that was the biggest mistake I ever made in my life. That was my <laughs> that was my midlife crisis car. Were you trying? Well, <laughs> who hasn't who hasn't hit that midlife crisis and thought, yeah. oh, I gotta get me a 65 wagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I gotta get something that feels like I'm driving the minnow yeah. <laughs> down Mulholland. <laughs> yeah, and I thought it was because I go to the drive-in a lot. I uh, there's a there's a drive-in theater 50 minutes east in in um, uh, Montclair, which is right next to Claremont. Mm. Oh. Uh, I know, and it's beautiful. It's called Mission Tiki, and I love drive-ins. I used to work at a drive-in in high school, um, and my kids are into it, and I thought, well, this will be great for the drive-in. It's an old station wagon, and that thing is three tons of American steel, man. You can, that's not, you know, you can lay on the roof. Uh, nothing's going to happen. And my kids would not get in that car. <laughs> Have you been to it. the drive-in uh, at the, uh, in the city of industry? No, this is – I know that drive-in. Yeah. Uh, this is a straight shot, 50 minutes east. And the last time we were there, we saw The Meg, oh. which is a great movie to see at the drive-in. Yeah. I saw Because you don't really need to hear it. You, you know, don't need to hear it, and not, you don't want to. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing. Nothing is lost if it's if the if the dialogue is a bit inaudible. Yeah, my whole life is my attempt to recreate the childhood that I wish I had. Mm. Um, my house is built in, and 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 to that end, it's all like really great stuff from 1966. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what what is, else does that entail? So station wagon drive-ins. My, my house was built in 66. That was not intentional. I just happened yeah. to be there. But it's it's decorated. That you know, it looks like Bewitched. It looks like you just went into Bewitched's house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very mid-century modern, and there's a lot of great stuff. And uh, like, I take my kids to go karts. We mm-hmm. go to the drive-in. Um, I like to go to uh, Cindy's in Eagle Rock, which is a great like mid-century restaurant. And I just like I don't dress that way. I'm not you know weird about f- fetishistic about it. But sure, you I, don't wear flame shirts. No, and you I don't, don't no. have a totem pole from the Planet of the Apes movies. Uh, I don't have a totem pole. <laughs> I could get one in 24 hours. <laughs> but I, you know, but it's funny. I saw those movies at the drive-in, and when the new ones came out, I'm like, guys were going to the drive-in to see it. But uh, but it was just like to see Planet of the Apes on the drive-in marquee was such a big deal to me. What do you think about those new ones? They are great. they are crazy they're, in their own way, aren't they're they? They're great. Yeah, they're great. They're I think they're terrific. I'm. It is- I'm an easy – I'm also easily pleased. Having – once you make stuff, you realize it's hard to make stuff. Like, <laughs> sure. Anybody that, anybody that, like people make fun of Ed Wood. I'm like, that guy directed four movies. <laughs> what the hell? Who are you? <laughs> uh, those new ones – the fun thing to do in those new ones is that they are very – they are very melodramatic. Like They're, they they're are- not fun. They're, I, I, they could be a little more fun. They could be a little more fun. It's just fun to it just you know they are about the, you know the horrors of war and yeah. the, the apes with PTSD. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Things. But it's so the last fun. one was the last one is basically the story of Moses. Yeah, with all the hilarity of the story of Moses. <laughs> yeah, and spoiler alert, it ends in the end of humanity. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which I have no problem with. But it is um, just fun, to like because right, you're like I, I was thinking as I was watching this, like oh these are such these are such humorless movies in a way. But then yeah. I'm like ah, no, it's a talking monkey. You know? <laughs> there is, there's just there's an innate joke that happens yeah. for the runtime, which is the monkeys talking. Well, in the second 
of the new ones, Dawn yeah. of the Planet of the Apes, they've no, this was in the last one, yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. They did get them throwing poop into it. Yeah. Which I, I was like, God bless them. That's what we've been waiting for. But it was completely in the it was completely relevant to the story. It was mm-hmm. com- it came from a Not real gratuitous place. gratuitous poop throwing. No, it wasn't. I was very impressed by that. <laughs> but yeah, that was the point I was making about uh I I I you know, I I like my childhood version of what I think a cool life would be, which is when I bought a ridiculous car, it was a 1965 station wagon. I would never think to buy... Like, like a, a Mustang cr- or whatever. Never, or just a crazy new car. Like I have to say, I drove a 1960s car for a time. and It's uh, awful. Like, yeah, like, it's awful. <laughs> like you, it was not a super cool 1960s car. I drove yeah. a Dodge Dart. Oh, that's a nice. That's a slant six. Uh, that's it, nice. It was a four cylinder, unfortunately. Oh, um, wow! And because that uh, engine's that's a famous engine. Yeah, it was a, rink, a real rinky dinky. <laughs> and uh, the main things I remember were just I would just well the the multiple times it just stopped working while I was on the freeway. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> You're just like, wait a minute, this <laughs> this car just turned into a soapbox derby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's former, quiet. This thing runs quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the other thing is just like how aware I was the entire time that I did not have a shoulder belt or, yeah. uh, you know, or, or disc brakes, much <laughs> less anti-lock brakes. Just, oh, no. It's yeah, just no, some it's, brake drums of... going. And for the car to run, you had to be smoking cigarettes, right? Yeah. You had to be smoking yeah. cigarettes a can in of, it. A can in there against That's what it. the lighter is for. Yeah. Yep. Flick them out the window. Throw the can out the window when you're done. <laughs> yeah. Complain about President Johnson? Sure. It was very lovely. I mean, I would look. It had a big, a big round, steer, round yeah. steering wheel. Which, when you crash into a tree, the, the goes the through your chest. Yeah. Mm. That, I, it was so beautiful. It was the most beautiful steering wheel, and it felt wonderful to had hold. Had the hand grips in it? Much better. Yeah. And it, yeah. Had, and, it, uh, and it had just one post that came up from the, from the uh, yep. steering column. And it was beautiful, but then I would look at it and I would just know that I had no shoulder belt. And if I even had to just like stop quickly at a stoplight, it would impale. Yeah, that's, that's going <laughs> like to built to impale. What me. year was it? Sixty five. Sixty five. But yeah. that's a beautiful looking car. It was. Now, a, it was a very handsome car. I had a nineteen seventy four uh, Plymouth Duster, same uh, family, and uh, it was. Gross! It looked like a um, poorly executed half-used tube of toothpaste, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, and you realize that like this that that design went downhill. Like from around around sixty eight, design just took a dump. Yeah, well, cer- for a, for a good twenty years, yeah, yeah, just a good twenty years, it was just growth. Everything was <laughs> avocado green My and da- macrame orange. Like you look at people in. Advertising in like 1974, the clothes and the style—it's obscene. It's so yes. bad. And then you go, but like 65. Do you think that's look why? Great. Do you think that's why they ended Mad Men when they did? They're like, I, it's true though. No true. one will look cool because Don. I they know, were creeping you know, up on it too. Toward the they end, they were creeping up on really it. And my bad. dad is Don Draper's age. You know, it's like yeah. I know how Don Draper ends up. Sure. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and there's some horrible, bad shirts, bad hair, beard. Giant lapels and uh, lapels, shirt lapels that would go over the lapel of the jacket. Yeah. 
Um, Grotesque. My dad. I found a picture of Nipsey Russell this week online <laughs> in a tuxedo shirt combination that nearly knocked me out of a chair. <laughs> there is uh, my my dad. My my parents didn't really have cars most of my childhood, but when I was about ten, maybe a friend of my father's died. And left my dad his car. Oh, and, I didn't know how those stories connected. Yeah. And it was, um, and it was <laughs> just, just really one eighty on it's us. This is word jazz. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very exciting time for me because I was not close with my dad's friend. It was, I'm sure, very sad yeah. for my dad. Yeah, but I, I had only met my dad's friend a couple of times. Yeah, and it was not sad to me. And we inherited both his. I'm going to say 16-inch black and white television, which was a big improvement over our previous 11-inch black and white television. Wow. And we inherited his uh, uh, we inherited his uh, Chevy Nova, 77. Oh, that's Chevy a nice Nova. car. Oh, 77. It was it was four doors. The, had... the 1977 Chevy Nova is the automotive. It's the automotive <laughs> equivalent of a porn mustache. It was uh, it was truly. Uh, it was. It had electric windows that didn't work. It had a cassette deck that ate tapes. Hmm. It had vinyl. A, a cassette track, not an eight-track tape. No, a cassette, an actual cassette deck, which must have been in 1977. That was top of the line. That the, was. A, by the way, the nameplate of the seven of the Chevy Nova is an integral part to War of the Planet of the Apes. How so? Then they give it to the little girl, and she is Nova. Oh, yeah. That is the name check for Linda Harrison from the first movie. And most significantly I'm looking it up online. It was, uh, and please, don't look up the coupe. It was the sedan. Hmm. Uh, Metallic brown. Yeah, the two words that do not go together. Yeah, metallic brown. My, uh, My first car was also a, like, friend of the family gift. I think it was an 83 or an 84 Nissan, and the color was... Champagne. Oh, champagne. Yeah. Oh, you had the Nova sedan. Yeah, that is the that that car is the design equivalent of a of a brown shoe. Yeah. It's just there's nothing happening. They there. were just like, okay, uh car. It should have been car. called a car. Yeah. Car. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible Yeah, there's you know, I we grew up in the I grew up in the seventies and you know the the, the I'm the, a nineties baby. Yeah. The hair the uh, the just everything was I'm horrible. I'm an I, I well, I graduated. I I graduated high school in the early 1980s, but I was a kid in the 70s, and uh, and you you look back on stuff I remember watching on television. You think, my God, look at those clothes! It's a different planet. Mm-hmm. It's literally a different planet. They really they figured out how to put color into clothes permanently through the use of uh, petroleum. Yep. Yep. And they, they did. They really went wild with that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, we let's, there's a lot of photograph shirts. That's a big one. <laughs> shirts with photographs on them. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. paintings. Yeah. Everyone looks like the carpet in a public library. <laughs> yeah. look, look at, just look at pictures of the individual Beatles hmm. in 1966. And then look at them in 1976 and compare how they look. It's nobody improved. <laughs> no one improved. Yeah. <laughs> You'd think they would be like a fine wine. 
Yeah. Uh, Dana, can I back up and uh, and ask you a question about drive-ins? Sure. Uh, at the at the Tiki drive-in. Yeah. Well, what, how, I, and then once he's done, I have a quick diner question and a dive and a, question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, after this, you guys want to go to Flavortown? Or, uh, <laughs> do you guys Flavor, get flavorful? Yeah. Flavorful. East Flavorton. Uh, what's the crowd like at the at the Mission Tiki drive-in? It's great. It's um, you know they show uh, they have four screens mm-hmm. uh, and it's all new movies and it's two movies and it's families. You Is know, it it's a two- Tiki drive-in? It's called Mission Tiki and it's Tiki themed. You know the snack bar is tiki themed. Is it a? Is it a? It's a lot of middle class families in the Inland Empire. Is it a contemporary drive-in, or was it created? At no, a... it's no. It's well, it was old. We used to go to it ironically in the '90s when you might get knifed there. Right. Uh, me and uh, Ken Daly and people like that. Mm. Um, who you look like a young Ken Daly. I'm Ooh. Sure uh, I have not been told that. Yeah. Uh, Watch let's Ken, see. I get. Uh, Ken I get Daly a, is a is a very good friend of mine. He's something of a gadfly uh, in the a comedy scene, and I get a Michael J. Pollard a lot. Yeah, I, get a I can Pat see that. Oswalt. Ken, Daly, look up. But Ken was a child actor, and he did a um, uh, what was the green Shamrock Shake commercial? Oh wow! As a child, that you could be you could be him in that commercial. I. That, you know what? I'm going to ahead and take that as a compliment. I like yeah. I like being as attractive as a man who could sell a shamrock mm-hmm. shake. I was with and and someone I care of. <laughs> I yeah. was I was with him today, um, but uh, yeah, no. The drive-in it, it is contemporary and it's it, the technology's contemporary. It's digital projection, mm-hmm. and you go and uh, you go like the Mac. All right, your see, s- screen three. 89.7, and you put your car radio on 89.7, turn off the engine, kill the lights, and that's the sound of the movie, and you watch the movie. We have a minivan. You back it up. You open up the back. You put a lawn chair. The kids hang out. Everybody has a great time. Screen 2, 89.3, KPCC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to listen <laughs> to Terry station, Gross. Good station ID. Yeah. Uh, the drive-in in Commerce is the one I've been to a couple of times, uh-huh. and that is... It's such a – those names are the city of industry. Right. The city of commerce. commerce. It's so gross. Oh, I think it actually might be the city of yeah. industry. Yeah, it is. Right. A, but it's just like – it's such a gross name. It's like that horrible new building in San Francisco that – it doesn't look like a dildo, but it does look like a case for a dildo. Yeah. <laughs> like if, like if I know the one. If, yeah. From that description, yeah. I know exactly yeah, the it one. It looks like if you were taking about. a dildo through the airport and you really had to get this dildo to Minneapolis, yep. you know, that would be the case. Now somebody needs a dildo transfusion. Right. And you know that – <laughs> and that building is called the Salesforce Building. Ooh. It's like, oh, you found a way to make it worse. Mm. Uh, in at the City of Industry, it it seems to be people like half the people are like families there to see the movie, and half of the people are there because it's like a cheap place to park their car while they sleep. <laughs> That's also it seems either one is great. Like I can't be <laughs> on the road right now. Yeah, 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 and. There's, you know, I mean, it's not. It is not a place for for film buffs. If you're there to like take in the movie, uh, maybe you're maybe you're in the wrong place. Because I was, I've always felt a little bit while I'm there, I'm like, there's people kind of wandering, like yeah. wander. It depends on the it depends on the movie. Is but, it a know. sexual wandering? <laughs> you know what? If I did, I oddly the name now of my I new novel that. <laughs> I mean, yes, sexual slash aimless, um, but it depends on the movie. You yeah, know? like well, a good slasher movie is great to see at the drive-in. The last so movie, I saw, I so I've always been a little bit annoyed. I saw by the Annabelle wandering. at the drive-in. It was 
Perfect. I saw the new Halloween, and I'm like, I love this wandering. Yeah, this perfect. is adding to yeah, it. This is like who, you know, they should hire wanderers to do that in theaters yeah. while you watch it. Guys, lurk, the last, lurk around. The last movie I saw at the drive-in was Mo Money. Mm-hmm. Damon Wayans vehicle. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Mo Money. And then it's a uh, sequel, Mo Money in Monte Carlo. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. He Mo really Money. took Mo Money around the world. <laughs> Mo Money yeah. goes bananas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked all the Damon Wayans is a star movies. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the time I was like, I, I Let's was- Let's give it a shot, said Hollywood. <laughs> I was a fan of In Living Color, and I was happy to be somewhere without my mom. Handy, <laughs> handyman, you say. Sure. Sold. <laughs> no, I think Blank Man. Oh, I don't blank, think they made a Handyman yeah. movie, okay. but Blank Man. Yeah. Uh, I remember being a real rollicking good time. What I was, will not revisit it. I definitely liked if it is. I definitely liked Mo Money. And I I remember Mo Money was on a double bill with Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. And I did not like Ace mm-hmm. Ventura, but I did like Mo Money. Major Pain. That's a good Major uh, Pain. Damon Wayans vehicle. Damon Wayans really started a lot of movies. He yeah. sure did. I think those kinds of comedies they don't make a ton of anymore, but I think you can just make them like Liam Neeson makes throat-punching movies now. Yeah. I think they are just so quick and easy to shoot. It's weird. My my kids are pretty savvy kids. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're uh, my oldest are teenagers now, and, you know, they're, they're as smart as anybody, and uh, but they they love they love Paul Blart Mahalkop. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. They they they're Blart heads. They love them some Paul Blart Mahalkop. How do they and feel about really... Paul Blart Mahalkop too? Have you seen Paul Blart Mahalkop? Because all yeah, I, I know, watched it with them. I've frankly said... <laughs> all I know about Paul Blart Mahalkop is that every time there is a new Paul Blart Mahalkop, which is there's only <laughs> yeah. been two, right? Yeah. Jimmy Pardo talks about how shocked he is and how much he enjoys Paul Blart Mahalkop. Yeah, there's, it's it's utterly enjoyable. It's nothing you and it's you know you it's it's you know God bless those guys. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to uh, warm up for my musical performance. Paul Blart Mahalkop. Paul <laughs> Blart Mahalkop. Like my oldest daughter, who's super funny, Blank yeah. Man, Blank, Blank Man, <laughs> Damon Way. She loves Bob's Burgers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doesn't and and loves Bob's Burgers. Likes Futurama, mm-hmm. doesn't give a crap about The Simpsons, mm-hmm. I, and yet is a character on The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Ling Bouvier, Selma's adopted mm. Chinese baby, is my oldest daughter, Lulu. I wrote that episode, and her design is Lulu's baby picture. And I go, you know, you're a character on The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't doesn't sway her the at truth, all. If I know one thing about whatever the generation that comes after millennials is mm-hmm. called, it's that they fucking love Bob's Burgers. Yeah, they and sure I'm do. not saying it they're speaks, wrong. Bob's, no, Burgers Bob's Burgers is, is great. Hilarious. Yeah, but there's something about Bob's Burgers. Yeah, that speaks to the depth of their soul. Uh, yes, and I, uh, God love them. I love. I know those people. I love those people. I'm at a loss to know what. And I ask children, like, what do you like about Bob's Burgers? What don't you? And everything she likes about Bob's Burgers. Then I'll say, well, what don't you like about the Simpsons? And it's this. It's just. It's this. Everything you like about it, you could say about the Simpsons. The children uh, that come to a Judge John Hodgman show. We just. We just. I just got back from a little Judge John Hodgman tour, and we will have these. 10 and 12 year olds yeah. come to the show because it's a pretty family friendly mm-hmm. show and they'll you know this is really cute they're so nervous to meet John and stuff they will talk to me about Bob's Burgers yeah <laughs> they're like you guys know that I'm not on Bob I would love to be on Bob's <laughs> sure. Burgers I'm available mm-hmm. yeah uh, no it's crazy it's crazy 
Yeah. I, I, a lot of it sounds improvised to me. Not improvised, but it sounds like they let him riff around, mm-hmm. which was not a, a <clears throat> true on The Simpsons. I, I a little. I'm I'm always trying to figure out like people who are like four or five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Like that is a kind of person who I feel like I interact with a lot. You're talking about Generation Pokemon. Ge- yeah, gener- Like there are just a little handful of things that I don't get. One of the, Pokemon is definitely one of them. Um, my even though I do, I am interacting with the Pokemon characters a fair bit playing Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, but I do not know what the Pokemon are or what they do in mm-hmm. the world. Uh, Pokemon... Blendar is good. Huh? Blendar. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good to know. Is Incineroar good? That's sure. the one I know. Yeah. Cool. He's uh, the, There's a whole series of them based on household appliances. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pininar. <laughs> Pininar Press. <laughs> uh, His special power is he wraps things fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's so there so okay so it's uh, so it's Pokemon food savar <laughs> yeah that's good I mean I don't... vacuum power let's just go with Panini Press okay not trying to punch this up <laughs> just adding we all want to go to lunch we all yes, want to go to lunch yes and yes and um <clears throat> uh, Hocus Pocus the movie Hocus Pocus mm-hmm. yeah Space Jam yeah. Sp- Space Jam, do not understand. Space Jam, Space Jam. With people who are like four or five years younger than me. Yeah, Yeah, ask a 32-year-old how they feel about Space Jam. They'll tell you all fucking about it. And I'm like, I remember, I think I saw Space Jam. I think I had Ace Ventura-like feelings about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not good, but I and the what the the one thing the one and the and the biggest gap that I just can't wrap my brain around is that there are people who deeply love South Park but don't care about The Simpsons and yeah. those and I'm, I'm like well I like South Park South Park is very funny yeah uh, but why do you like it more than The Simpsons yeah how is, why would you I, how would you because I think I'm assuming it's because The Simpsons when they were growing up. It's like growing up with parents that are really into the Beatles. Yeah, sure. That, that you're not going to like the Beatles because they were your parents' favorite band. Yeah. My parents are not into the Beatles, so I enjoy the Beatles. But uh, I, th- I think it's just one of those things. It's like, I mean, of course my daughter doesn't like the Simpsons. I worked there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> one day, one day yeah. I turned 30 and I came to accept that I loved Van Morrison. Mm-hmm. It was all my dad ever listened to around mm-hmm. the house. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, but it took me until then, because before that I was just like, ah, oh, shut out, shut up about the fucking mystic. <laughs> <laughs> I will know. You know I was a giant Van Morrison fan, Stephen Wright. Oh, really? Monster Van Morrison. Fan. Serious Van Morrison fan. Serious Van Morrison fan. Interesting. I will know I've become my father when I find a Lord of the Rings thing not boring. <laughs> That's when I'll know. Oh, really? Your dad's super into that? He was, yeah. He really, he really, like, for every birthday would get me a Lord a of Hobbit. A Hobbit related oh, thing. That's sweet. And I, yeah, it was very sweet. I mean, I, I just think, meant a real Hobbit. Yeah, an actual yeah. Hobbit bound and gagged. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, go fucking nuts on him. Yeah. And then he would lock yeah. us in the basement. Um, like, today, my son is a man. <laughs> You just hear like raccoon fight sounds. Yeah. Out of the uh, I just want a seed cake. <laughs> Not my feet. Are we leprechauns? <laughs> Here's your second earrings. breakfast. 
Your ring's yeah. not going to save you now. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely one of those things where, where you know, I think he would also, like, forget that he had gotten it for me and that I did not like it. Mm. So I think there was a lot of little dad forgetfulness there. But, yeah, I mean, he really tried with The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and, and God, God love him, it didn't take. I think my dad That's would funny. forget that my birthday was happening. Yeah, I had that a couple times. I had my, that a couple times. The, the, like, the central trauma of my childhood, again, other than my parents' acrimonious divorce that lasted mm-hmm. until today, frankly, uh, was uh, my dad, I, all I wanted was a scooter. I just wanted a scooter so bad. I want the kind that was kind of like a BMX bike, but it was a scooter. But you want you wanted you wanted your parents to divorce. Yeah, I wanted and they my never did. To divorce them. No, no, my parents divorced when I was three, but they remained in active like court. In, oh, in that's, active oh, that's legal battles until I was fifteen. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, but uh, but they on the plus side, they both loved and supported me. Uh, but uh, my dad bought me the scooter for Christmas when I was like eight, and then he the next day, the day after Christmas, um, he put some of it together, and then he forgot to finish. Lost some of the parts and never finished. <laughs> lost some of the parts. He just lost some I'll of the I'll see pieces. your partially assembled scooter. Uh-huh. <laughs> August 24th, 1977. It's a hot, humid day in Massachusetts. It's Thank my, you for painting a picture. It's my, <laughs> it's my 13th birthday. That's a crucial one. Uh, yeah, and to show you what a cool thing. Uh, what a cool kid I was. I got the Star Wars T-shirt with Chewbacca and Han Solo shooting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? My mom got me that. My That's dad a was... violence shirt. Oh, yeah. Very cool. I I had a gun cabinet in my bedroom at that point mm-hmm. in my life. I did. Because it was the only room in the house that it fit in. And I had four <laughs> brothers and a dad that all hunted. They were not so, your guns. No, but I woke up and saw nine or ten rifles. That was the first yeah. thing I would see when I would wake up. But uh, my dad was unaware it was my birthday, and then my mother told me, uh, where'd you get that? And I go, uh, Mom got it for me. She goes, why'd you buy a T-shirt? She goes, it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then my dad, uh, fresh out of the shower, he's got his glasses on, tighty-whitey underwear, and brown corduroy slippers. That's all he's wearing. <laughs> uh, he gets up, walks across the room, turns around, hikes his leg, farts. At me and says, "Happy birthday, bud!" <laughs> and on that day, you became that day a, became man a man slash comedy writer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do: go into bars and beg strangers to love me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Danny Gould, the guest. He sure is. He's not lying, folks. He's Mm. wearing a coffee Sasquatch T-shirt, which is just very squarely on brand. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Hair, hairy, <laughs> gross feet, and he likes and, coffee. Sure. And people, some people are still don't believe you exist. That's very true. <laughs> my theory I, was... My, me having footage. The old joke. My take on the female orgasm, same as my take on Bigfoot. Believe it when I see one, pal. <laughs> 
Uh, Jordan. Yes. Every Jordan Jesse Go episode is brought to you by all of the Maximum Fun members who go to maximumfun.org slash donate to support this show and all the other great shows at Maximum Fun. We're also this week brought to you by The Croot. You mean Zip Recruiter? Yeah, the You Croot. call it The, the Croot? Croot? <laughs> no, Graham and Dave on Stop Call Podcasting Yourself call it The Croot. They call it so The Croot? I think of it as The Croot. Okay, now. well, I guess so. Are you worried that people will think that it's either a wet cough or something to put on a salad? No, I mean, I'm a little worried that that people will think that we're a poor man's Stop Podcasting Yourself, but they're not wrong. Sure, in no, I'm happy to be that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, there's a smarter way to hire at Zip Recruiter because you know it's not smart. Job boards that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Yeah, just picture a hiring manager sitting at their desk, tearing their hair out, crying, and wishing they had a mug of herbal tea to hold with <laughs> Ooh, both hands. Mm, They're overwhelmed by the wrong resumes, Jordan. Mm, Zip Recruiter, yummy. Zip Recruiter is the so yummy. Zip Recruiter is the Moroccan mint tea of job <laughs> recruitment websites. <laughs> That's our slogan for Zip Recruiter. It's 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 mascot should be a bear who's in bed. You know what I like to have sometimes? What? A sweetened mint tea with a little milk. That sounds nice. It's really nice. You know what else I like? <laughs> ZipRecruiter? Yeah, exactly. You know, ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds the right people for you and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter's rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over a 1,000 reviews. Right now, our listeners can try The Croot for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Don't go to TheCroot.com. Who no. knows what's at that website? Yeah. Probably kind of fun. Though, yeah, something cool. If you love this show, show your support to it and ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash JJGo. Try it for free. We're also this week sponsored in part by Care Of. Ooh, uh, their naming convention is like that of Face Off. <laughs> Care slash of. That's true. My favorite movie. Do something good for your health in 2019. Care Of makes it easy to stick to your health-related resolutions. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and takes only five minutes. Then Care Of delivers daily vitamin and supplement packs customized to your recommendations. Now, Jordan, can I ask you to picture something? Sure. I love picturing things. Picture a hiring manager at their desk mm, trying to get healthy. Yummy. And they've got (laughs) piles upon piles of giant containers of vitamins, and they're flipping them all over everywhere, and there's vitamins spilling everywhere. And again, they're tearing their hair out, crying, and wishing they had Mm. a two-handed mug of tea. (laughs) Or a convenient daily packet of vitamins. Yeah. And hey, uh, if you want to to feel good about your purchase, a portion of every sale goes toward the Good Plus Foundation, which provides expectant mothers in need with valuable prenatal vitamins. Take advantage of this month's special New Year's offer. For 50% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter JJGo50. Now, Jordan, we also have something up on the uh, Jumbotron. Yeah, this is for Amy. A-I-M-E-E. New Max Fun host, Amy Mann, we can only presume. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> Check out Amy Mann and Ted Leo's new podcast on MaximumFun.org. And uh, it's from Katie. One can only imagine it's... Uh, oh, uh, Katie uh, Perry and Amy Mann communicating. There you yes. go. I was going to say someone I went to fourth grade with. Okay. 
Uh, dearest sister Amy. Katy Perry and Amy Mann are sisters. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Talent runs in the family. Beautiful voices. Yep. Dearest sister Amy, thank you for my signed copy of Vacation Land. John Hodgman may have said that you are clever, but now Jordan and Jesse are declaring once and for all that I am the most clever, a.k.a. the cleverer sister. Thanks also for coming and helping us when Frederick was born. Love you. God, I love Frederick. Frederick's a beautiful child. Yeah, Frederick's great. Do you? How do you you pro Frederick, Dana? Uh, yeah, I have. No sure. I mean, ooh, gorgeous kid. Get a lot of this kid. It's it's the opposite of childhoods. Mm-hmm. Childhood, not not childhood end. It was, what was that movie? Uh, Howard's End. Face Off. No, I want to. <laughs> I'm going to revisit Face Off. Yeah. No, it was the the, was the, it the baby rock? stopped being born, and children uh, of men. Children of men. Yeah, it's the antithesis of children. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, Dana Gould, do you have a message for people who live in Seattle? You know, yes. The Emerald City? The mm-hmm. Emerald City. The Seattle, the city by the bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be performing oh. in Seattle. The Windy City, Seattle. This, the Windy City, the birthplace of our democracy, Seattle. <laughs> Seattle, uh, it's Tokyo. It's to- <laughs> Sin City, Seattle, Washington. Seattle, the location of the Night Strangler, the 1973 <laughs> Night Stalker sequel. Yep. Um, I will be performing this Friday night. Again, very on brand. <laughs> Very uh, I'll be performing it this Friday night uh, at the Triple Door oh. with uh, Kathy Sorbo and the Zumabella Trio. And there's still a couple seats left. And you can get them wherever you get tickets to the Triple Door. I'll tell you what. You're not going to regret the decision that you make to go see Dana J. Gould live oh, in yeah. concert. Do it if you're in Seattle and then do it whenever he's in your town. If you don't yeah. live in Seattle. It's Let's great. Be, yeah. It's great fun. Jordan and I went to see Dana Gould at the... Uh, Cobbs or the punchline or something. We were in college. Yeah, it's one of my favorite memories. It really? was great. Yeah. It's a fond memory. Did you tell the me time that? we went to see Dana Gould? Did you ever tell me this? We, I think, I think, I, I, I remember we chatted with you outside. Yeah, we talked to you. I after felt the like show. A, I felt like real hot shit. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, we talked to Dana Gould. Yeah, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, best what year was that? Like ninety seventy four. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I was just a wearing... pair of bell bottoms with sideburns. We're all wearing orange vests, and we had the Our feet were going very far forward, yeah, but we our, all, the, we all we walked leaned like, back. Yeah, we had the keep on trekking pose. And we I all was wearing Mr. macrame underpants. <laughs> I bet it was two thousand and two. Oh, okay. I yeah. would guess Seattle two or three. Seattle, this is my message to you: get a babysitter. Go see Dana J. Gould. Yeah, and if you don't have kids, hire a babysitter so you'll have someone to go to the show with. Exactly. Yeah. If you don't have kids, but... hire a babysitter, <laughs> have sex with them, and maybe sure. you'll have a kid later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, by the way, speaking of babies, I had this. I had this. I was. I have you ever done this? I'm driving on. I'm driving on the 101 today. Oh yeah, I've done that. It's a beautiful. Sure. It's a beautiful I'm right there with you. I was driving on the 101 of... earlier today myself. Totally not thinking. Were you going to the Topanga Vintage Market? I was going to Sky High trampoline, uh, indoor trampolining in Van Nuys. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shit, man. Your guys' lives are so much better than mine. Mine sucks. And I reach out, and I just, not even thinking, I just pick up my phone and look at something because I was thinking of something. And then I realize, fuck, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> and I throw it down. And it's, and it's just absentmindedly. Like I never got that meme with the anime guy and the butterfly. Oh my god! Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. I was something. I forget what it was. I was. I was thinking about, but it was. And I. Re- oh, 
so I realized the best way to really hammer home that we can't text on the highway is the be- in a perfect world, you would just have toddlers, uh, babies randomly crawl across a highway. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody would be. But we can't uh, live in your crazy utopia. Well, here's my yeah. theory. Bernie right. Sanders. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But what I thought was, you can't do that, but we could have robotic toddlers. Oh, yeah. Just so pretty traumatic in, to hit a. In pink onesies, mm-hmm. randomly crawling across the highway. The only way it would work is if people would know it for every 10. Two of them are real babies. Uh, right. So that way you're not so flooding. Like a, you're not yeah. really flooding our highway with children. Right. It's just it's a couple. But the stakes and many are Many of them real. are robotic. There's real stakes. Stakes are real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my way to solve that Could problem. we also have a few stakes strewn around the highway? Ooh, that but like nice. nice. That like nice. mail order Quality yeah. stakes. Sure. Like Prime. Omaha. Omaha. Speaking, yeah. I, was doing a, I was doing an ad recently on my little podcast, and uh, it wasn't for the crude. But one of <laughs> one of the enticements was, and I, I had to read it, you know, professionally. Two pounds of fresh salmon. Mm. Oh God! You really sold that. Oh, that salmon sounds really, fresh. You have to get that. Like you've really got to get it. Mm. Mm. Two pounds of fresh salmon. Yeah. Pretend you're a bear. Red, Pretend red salmon sent out of the sent river. to your house in a box. Pow! Mm. 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 I thought it was going to spawn. You'll that was the really. You'll be afraid a bear death. will interrupt your mail. <laughs> That's a federal bear crime. You know, yeah, black bears have been assaulting mail carriers to get into the delicious That's salmon. how fresh it is. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Dana Gould, guest. Mm. Dana Gould, of course, the host of the Smash Hit podcast, The Dana Gould Hour. Don't be fooled. It's not an hour long. It's seven hours yeah. long. Seven hours long. <laughs> seven hours long. I love it. It's one of my favorites. One I listen of my favorites every too. month. I so can't I. figure out another way to do it. Got it. Got Don't it right. do it. Don't Got do it, it right another here. way. I Got love it. Got it right here on my telephone. Not a lot of not a lot of podcasts here, but well, I'm flattered. You're looking at the you're looking at the Dana Gould Hour right there. there Dana Gould Hour right there on my I podcast. Know, I can't figure Look, out a better too. way to Look, do it. Look, mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. This. This was weird because I was in a relationship that ended, and then I uh, recorded the podcast not long after, and then the holidays came, and then I went in to edit the podcast. Like I can't say that. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not negative. It's not. It's nothing about the person. It was just like I was in a bad place. Mm. Yeah, a lot of I darkness. A lot of yeah. darkness. It's still dark. Here, oh, this episode's and- plenty dark. It's plenty dark. <laughs> in this show, we keep it in. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. hold hold tight onto that pain. Don't let it out there. That would be art. <laughs> We're not engaged in art. Yeah. Art is not what we do. Speaking of, yeah. when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4-FUN or email us a voice memo at jjgo at org. It's our beloved signature segment, Momentous occasions. Do you think this is actually a beloved signature segment? Or have we just not thought of a new idea in the last 10 years? How about this? (laughs) How about this? Uh, How about this? It's time for our segment. Yeah. (laughs) I think that, you know. Piece of an orange. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and press play, Brian. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and random bubble cast member. This is Lizzie with a momentous occasion. Earlier this week... I got a off-brand fitness watch. 
and last night I had sex for the first time in six months. During the act, my watch lit up and said, keep up the good work. You got the moves. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Don't let any Drax get ya. you. Fucking Draculas. You know about these Draculas, Dana? Yeah. No. They let them even work. Let's say, like, you would think that if you were hiring, like, at a Subway sandwich shop, for example, you're hiring sandwich artists. Yeah. You would think you would think that there would be a question on that questionnaire that says, uh, are you Dracula? And there's no question on that questionnaire. So the reality of the situation is if you go into a, a Subway's, an Arby's, if you go into the DQ, you might be staring a Dracula straight in the fucking face. Right. You know you know what I would do if I saw a Dracula in the Arby's? I'd, I'd, I'd pop at one straight in, the, straight in the schnoz. Draculas are not yeah. unlike sharks. That's what they react to. All <laughs> <laughs> right. You can confuse them. Yeah. I fucking hate Drax. Uh, the, I, I love the terminology, a Dracula. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A single Dracula. Yeah. Uh, or I'm talking or about... a Blackula. Sure. <laughs> or a person killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or a Temecula. Or a Temecula. Okay. Beautiful country. Thank you. Uh, well, the first, I... the, fir- the first scene in the movie, Blackula, Dracula bites a black guy, mm-hmm. which is easily anticipated if you are aware of the title <laughs> of the film that you're right. watching. Sure. sure. And then he says the line, I christen you, ironically, Blackula, and then he bursts out laughing malevolently, and they cut to the titles. And I wish they would just stay for a beat later so Blackula could go, ha, 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 no, really, what's my name? <laughs> all, all I remember, all ki- we're going to stick with Blackula. We all want to go to lunch. All kidding aside, what's my name? <laughs> uh, I, I went through a period in the 1990s during the the uh, uh the reappreciation of black exploitation cinema that happened around yeah. then, uh, where I watched Rudy Ray, Rudy Ray Moore had a big mm-hmm. resurgence. Exactly, I watched a number of those films, including Blackula. And the only thing I really remember about Blackula is that the female lead of Blackula is like the most beautiful human being I had ever seen in my life. Was it point. Rosalind Cash by chance? Can't think of what her name was. I remember Blackula I remember was a Gould question. Blackula was, was played for by a time uh, to Bill Withers. I could look Blackula was played by William Marshall who is later the king of cartoons on mm-hmm. Pee-wee's Playhouse. That's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, I was on the other end of this call uh, at one point, not actually this call, but I I can remember a time after completing the lovemaking process, mm-hmm. and then my partner checked her Fitbit, uh-huh. and I I wanted nothing more than to, I just wanted to know like, so was that how many calories you normally burn, <laughs> or is that how it usually goes? Is that was it a, like a lot? Was it would you how how? I, I want to see a graph, basically. I, I love the name, the lovemaking process. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, sounds, I'm a real romantic. It sounds, there's a Henry Ford aspect to <laughs> from, that I enjoy. From soup to nuts, Jordan does it all. <laughs> right. And all the time. Well, from that, soup to nut. Okay. Yeah, sure. And uh, that, that, uh, the song is always playing in the background. That's, of course, Powerhouse by Raymond Scott. Oh, yeah. Or the wind. Oh. Way to go. When did it become the assembly line song? Uh, it was just written in the 30s, and it was later used by Warner Brothers cartoon for uh, stuff. It wasn't written for uh, cartoons. Oh, I didn't know that. He has a great album of his work called Turkish 
nights and other delights or something to that effect. The word uh, Turkish is in it. Raymond Scott. There is actually a lot of legendary uh, films and entertainment products that are based on Jordan's sex life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Modern sure. Times, the Charlie Chaplin movie. Interesting. Uh, Modern uh, Times. The episode of I Love Lucy with the uh, uh, conveyor belt of yeah, chocolate. Yeah. That's based on Jordan's vitamin sex de- life. Was, no, yeah. that is, that's not vitamin de Vegemans. That's the, a different one. The f- uh, film Short Circuit as well. Uh-huh. Short Circuit. <laughs> the, but not Short Circuit 2. No, that I did not approve that. <laughs> I uh, had, a, had a bad contract for the first one and got away from me. Uh, yes, mine. Uh, the lonely guy. No, <laughs> that's a layup. Yeah, I did like that. She. Um, I did like that. She implied gratuitously added for the first time in six months. By the way, that's what. So I think yeah. she added that to make clear that she got laid because of her off-brand. <laughs> yeah. Like she had not. She had been in a dry spell, and then she she put on that. Yeah. Um, Sanyo. Yes, <laughs> the, the fought bot. Yeah. Who yeah. was that a fought bot? And those available dudes start hitting like big yeah. river musky. <laughs> I, I imagined when she said that it was. Uh, <laughs> I made myself Dana, laugh on that. Dana enjoyed his fishing <laughs> humor. <laughs> I made myself laugh on that. Um, Dana was like, oh, that was a much better specific than a large mouth bass. Yeah, I was imagining it would. It would. It, it, I was imagining how funny it would be if I had heard Letterman say it. Yeah, mm. and I start hitting like big yep. river musky. <laughs> he would of course throw <laughs> a call. Um, the <laughs> thing that I immediately—that's a historical reference now, isn't it? When strange? yeah, it, it's another thing that Xennials wait. Whatever comes after millennials don't like. Sure. Yeah. Uh, somebody, man, a millennial, was... a millennial cultural critic uh, that I know, uh, because <laughs> what a delight! <laughs> they, have, they have appeared on one they of. They sound our, fun. Yeah, uh, they have appeared. They're they're they are a wonderful uh, a a wonderful critic. Very very please, smart. And please tell me critic. his business card is just an image of a discarded scooter, um, and they uh, <laughs> and an eggplant emoji. They they tweeted one day: Was David Letterman ever funny? And I wanted to cry. Like, I yeah. literally was like, you can have everything. You can say he's a bad person. Yeah. Probably is to some extent. Uh, you can say, you can really, truly anything. But that basically, that is you directly kicking me in the nuts yeah. just to ask that question. And but, the answer is yes. Yeah. Like some, yes. Sometimes I like to just, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, the bad, thing, That's my favorite thing with hat comedy premises. Just... Was this the I was flipping the channels and the, the new Sebastian Mensacola Cola is a Netflix special and yeah I literally flip it and he literally is going I don't get what's going on with these airplanes <laughs> and I was just like and I was alone in the I was I was watching it I was just by myself and I went well the air velocity under the wing is faster than the air velocity over the wing and literally pushes the vehicle off the ground click. <laughs> Yeah, the it's um, been known for it's been known for almost a hundred years. <laughs> the thing that I immediately imagined when she said that she bought an off-brand Fitbit mm-hmm. was: Do you remember this kind of watch? This might be a fever dream from my childhood, but a kind of watch that we had as children. Uh, the generation um, Generation Space Jam will not know what I'm talking <laughs> about, but a type of watch that's a, that's like a transformer robot. That you can take off the oh, watch yeah, band sure. and turn into yeah, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure, I remember that, yeah. Uh, that's what I imagined was her Fitbit that, <laughs> that got her laid. There was an ad. Uh, uh, you know, I'm a big Rod Serling fan. Uh, no. I know. Sorry, <laughs> you? Off brand. <laughs> uh, 
And I was, you know, sometimes I'll just, I'll be bored and I'll go on eBay. There's a couple of things I look for. And I'll just go on eBay and I'll just like, uh, Rod Serling, highest first. And you just see like what's out there. Sometimes it's like, a, a, I, I, I found a letter that he had written and I didn't buy it. And I still kick myself for not buying it. It was thanking a woman for sending him oven mitts. <laughs> was like, she was a fan of the Twilight Zone, and she sent him oven mitts. And he, and I, and so, but Dana, can I tell you something really important? <laughs> you know that I'm one of the co-hosts of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. <laughs> yes, a few years ago, a fan sent us some oven mitts. There you go. She You've made, made it. some you Judge John Hodgman no, oven mitts. You know, you maybe it's the it. same woman. We have them here at the office. I think I, they're they're gorgeous. She did an amazing job. And there was a there was a so one time it came up with uh, an interview with Rod Serling and like an old Playboy, and so I got it. And in this old Playboy, there was an ad for a digital watch mm. and it was like four hundred dollars <laughs> it was like 1971 or 72 mm. it, was just, it was incredibly i had and a, then they and then i they had were one like, of those a, for a while it was but then they were the, annoying the one i had was called the boulevard computron mm. yeah and then you had to press a button on the side to light up the yeah uh, but LCDs. then it was, and they were red and the letters were red yeah. but then it was like yeah these will eventually be a dollar 99 and you'll hate them like yeah. <laughs> pat oswald has that great bit about explaining to yourself in the 90s that all of the music that you have will be able to fit on this thing that's smaller than the Lifesavers things, but they'll be annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Let's take another call. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and guest. This is Julia. I'm calling with a momentous occasion in my career. I'm a veterinary cardiologist, and this morning I saw a patient who is fainting every time he ejaculates. So, a little background. For AI and dogs to breed them, they basically jack off the dogs. And apparently, every time they do that to this dog, he starts to faint. So, I found the whole situation hilarious. Um, Luckily, he doesn't have any significant heart disease, and I told his owner this solution to the problem is to just not breed her dog. She did not find the situation so hilarious, but um, anyway, hopefully he'll be fine. And if any of you ever need a veterinary cardiologist, you know who to call. All right. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. I mean, I'll probably end up going with a human cardiologist, but we'll see how the budget works out. <laughs> Where do you go if you just want to jack off dogs? <laughs> Apparently, there's a job for that. That yeah. She totally blew past the one part of this. That <laughs> Dana's coming hor- to terms with this hor- live on air. I wouldn't be. A, I wouldn't be the same person. I, how do you? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> and truly, is I mean, I think that one of that's the, one of those things that like you can. There's an old expression. You can't unsuck a dick, mm. right? And that you know, once you jack off a dog, you've jacked off a dog. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, you're I, that guy. <laughs> I have, a, I have, a, I have a, I have a similar condition. Again, I've made myself laugh. Where I, uh, every time I masturbate, I go into like a fugue state. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I will just kind of wake up, and I've been a short order cook in Tampa for a year. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I was wondering how you ended up in Tampa. Yeah, I mean, me too. <laughs> I just figured you loved it, like 
vacation good times. Yeah, no, I mean Fuchs Day. I don't know how I got there. Uh-huh. Like wildlife parks yeah. and so that's why I mean uh I when I when I when it's time to masturbate I kind of um I kind of chain myself up like the wolf man. Uh-huh. Sure, I understand. So make sure I can't yeah. right, you know just get out there and yeah. start a new life. So, right. I'm wondering if like if, if there's one particular dog that you that they're that they're breeding a lot and you know does it eventually get like you start to jack the dog off and then they're like oh and you're like all right um uh we're uh, we're sitting together on a train but you're a dog that i don't know and <laughs> just, oh a squirrel he <laughs> just, just needs a little something extra yeah i think we're Dana, both backup dan- we're both backup singers on the taylor swift tour i think this dog jackoff situation is actually a really perfect example of that uh thing you were just talking about the way that technology can kind of sour on us and mm-hmm. become ordinary and annoying. Mm-hmm. There was a time when all animals, if you wanted new animals, you had to put two animals together and cross your fingers. Right. The certainty that comes from modern artificial insemination technology for the as animal husbandist, yes, uh, husbander, uh, husbandrer, right, uh, is a great boon. It means that you can be assured that you're prize sow and your prize boy pig, mm-hmm. right. whatever mm-hmm. that's called. Boy pig. Uh, boar yeah. will mate, and will, will impregnate each other, and you'll have prize piglets. piglets. Right. But it also, you if you are a farmer today, I think you look across your farm and you see a sea of animal dicks you will have to jack off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know if I could get there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, you- Like Temecula? <laughs> yeah. Like, what if- like, what if, you know, you, you come to that moment in veterinary school, medical mm-hmm. school, animal medical school. I don't know if it's a separate thing. It's probably a separate thing. I don't, I don't know. Veterinary school. You get to that moment and it's like, well, you know, sometimes you'll have to jack off the dog. And I like, think veterinarians go to human medical school. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they do. And then you just find out, you're like, wow, I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, you re- like, I've got a knack You've for You've got this. the touch. This woman talked about dog jacking off with a kind of a confidence. Mm-hmm. I bet she, like, nailed that part of the exam. Mm-hmm. Got to go home early. Do it seems like a have, point of pride. You know, it's a, Do dogs have prostates that you can stimulate? <laughs> <laughs> sure. That really dog makes prostates are very sti- are Yeah, very, uh, really uh, blow your top yeah, fast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Well, I was saying, you know, the... Uh, the, <laughs> well, the punch first... me in the face. Yeah, but, Hit me yeah. in the nose with a newspaper. <laughs> oh, Call boy. me a cat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog, Pistachio, howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Colvert, a big dog owner. My dog, Tugboat, tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on butt legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. Hello. 
this is Amy Mann. And I'm Ted Leo. And we have a podcast called The Art of Process. We're talking about how the creative process is in itself an art form, in our opinion. There are underlying forms and structures that serve as a scaffolding for any creative endeavor. We've been lucky enough over the past year to talk to some of our friends and acquaintances from across the creative spectrum to find out how they actually work. We weirdly don't know as many musicians as you would expect. New episodes will be coming every other Monday. Starting January 28th. So please listen and subscribe at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcast. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. <clears throat> Danny Gould, guest. Dana, it's been a joy to have you on the program. Thank you very kindly. I've enjoyed being here. I know that Seattleites will be headed out to see you on Friday night. I hope so. I'll be at the Triple Door with uh, Kathy Sorbo and the Zuma Bella Trio. I'm going to be honest. That's one more door than any club needs. Two you're going to need a front. Mm-hmm. You're going to need a back. Yeah, you're going to need a back for fire safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm very, I'm very excited. I love Seattle. I have a lot of friends up there. You know, it, it's a good fit. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo headquarters. Nintendo headquarters. Well, Kathy Sorbo is, uh, who's a very funny comedian who lives up there, is an old buddy of mine from when we both lived in uh, San Francisco. I met a guy. God damn it! I'm gonna I'm gonna need to remember his name. Today I was on the train platform waiting for the subway with my daughter. Look at you! I'm How progressive. Yeah, I'm, very, I'm a very fancy guy. Uh, we were headed to Little Tokyo to go to the Japanese bookstore. Uh, so I could buy anime pornography. Yeah. <laughs> um, Look the other way, dear. And uh, I walked Man, past the guy. You got to stop these stories a little sooner. <laughs> I wanted... We're all enjoying it. That's a great. By the way, can I let me just introduce the, the difference between you and I? At the moment, you were on the train platform going to Little Tokyo with your daughter on the train. I was with. I was texting on the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> Swerving to hit a robot yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was this guy wearing a hat from a team called the San Francisco Mission Reds, which was a Pacific Coast League team that Jesus. had a ballpark right right next to where I grew up, at 15th and Guerrero in San Francisco, like literally the next block over. And You I grew said, up in the Mission? Yeah. I didn't know that. And I said to the, I said to the guy, is that a San Francisco Mission Reds hat? Because I had never seen one in real life. Uh, other than the one that I own, he's like, yeah, it is. I used to live in San Francisco. I'm, t- I'm chatting with this nice man, and he says, you know, I, I was a comic when I lived in San Francisco. I used to I used to work at this club, and he's listening to me. I'm like, man, when was this? He's like, oh, like the like the mid '80s, uh, mid to late '80s. And I was like, well, I'm actually doing a show with Dana Gould tonight. Do you know Dana Gould? He's like, yeah, I knew Dana Gould, sure. And he's like, Tom Kenny and all the different. Who was this? All these, his name was I'm, okay. I, this is from memory. I'm going to say Ed Marquez. Yeah, Ed Marquez. There you go. What was Eddie Marquez? I love Eddie Marquez. He's a very nice man on the subway platform. What's he, do- What's he doing now? Uh, wearing a Mission Reds hat, waiting for the subway, <laughs> sure. as far as I can tell. Oh, I can tell. I know. I Going know Eddie north, my, south. My daughter, by this I point, I hope he's listening. I had uh, bolted, so I had to oh. excuse myself yeah, and Eddie run Marquez after a, her. But Eddie Marquez is a great guy. There you go. Right Eddie Marquez, Jordan. I met him on the train subway. I believe you. Train platform is what they usually call it, or subway true. platform. I think the story is true. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you made that up. You're not. You're. Uh, is that what? Have you read it by Politifact at all? <laughs> yeah, that gets three Pinocchios. Yeah. <laughs>
This story about meeting a guy with a hat. Ed Marquez, pants on fire. Uh, Pinocchio <laughs> alert. Um, when our, he told me a story about meeting a guy with a hat, I knew he was full of shit. <laughs> Dana Gould is also the host of the Dana Gould Hour podcast, which is genuinely a joy. It's great. one that Jordan it's and I have both great. been listeners wow, to thanks. for many years, uh, ever since we went to see Dana Gould when we were in college and <laughs> talked to him after. Uh-huh. It's uh, the hardest podcast to make. Brian Sonny <laughs> D. Fernandez is our producer on the program. Dana, are you still at Dana J. Gould? No. You murdered Dana Gould. I did get I finally got at Dana Gould. I finally God, got it. God bless you. I got it. God bless you. Dana is on Twitter at Dana Gould. I'm at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan <laughs> underscore Morris. No, that's not Jordan in the M&M's commercial. That's David Cross. No, I'm not in the M&M's commercial. I'm not in the Geico commercial. <laughs> and I'm not doing anything as lucrative as being in a fucking commercial. So stop pointing it out so I know how not great I'm doing. That said, if you're making M&M's commercials... Yeah, I'll be in it, sure. Me I and Jordan voice. are available. If anyway. David Cross gets sick of it, Jordan's yeah. willing to voice double I don't know for who it. Is he the Geico... M&M voice now? Yeah, he's one he's of the, the M&M voices. M&M, I... And people, uh, people ask me on Twitter a lot if I am that and if I am a guy who does a voice, like a funny neighbor in a Geico commercial. Yeah. I am not either of these things. God, I'd love to be. Either of I these would things. love to be one of those things. Yeah. Just one of them. I don't need both of them. Yeah. I'd love to be in... Uh, I'll be a sassy Skittle. Alvin and the Chipmunks too. I'll be a segment of a Kit Kat. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be one of the the grape in the fruit of the looms. I'll be. Oh God, I would love to be a grape in a fruit of the looms. I'll be looms. the well, the, general... gra- the grape in the fruit of the looms was F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Did you know the, the only good thing we've ever thought of on Jordan Jessica is that the F and F Murray Abraham stands for fart. <laughs> fart Murray Abraham. That's the greatest thing that. I've ever heard. You crack up like fun fact. Yeah. You were talking about those muskies earlier. Yeah. Fun fact: the F and F Murray stands for fart. Yeah, Not a lot of people know that. People don't know that. Uh, Brian Sonny D. Fernandez, our producer. You can find us on Reddit at MaximumFun.Reddit.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Jordan Jesse Go or join the Maximum Fun group there. Uh, well, that's uh, Oh, if you're in Portland, Oregon, I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon, February 15th uh, as part of the uh, Listen Up podcast festival with Corin Tucker and Lance Bangs and Bill Oakley. And Bill Oakley, music and comedy. What podcast does Bill Oakley have? He does. He's going to be on my podcast. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought Bill Oakley had a podcast. Now. No, he's got a series of Instagram videos where he reviews fast food. I think. Oh, okay. Yes, he, he lives in Portland. Hmm, hanging out in Portland. Simpsons yeah. legend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not unlike Dana J. Gould. That's a well. Couple of Simpsons. Simpsons legend and Simpsons employee. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time on Jordan Jesse Go. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.